This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely, lovely Wednesday here in It Pittsburgh. is lovely. The weather's been great lately. Beautiful. Yeah, post-Easter. It's been a good week. I wish it would just right. stay like this year-round. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Mm. I'm a Four Seasons guy, but this is I like is Four Seasons, but, you know, yeah. if we get a couple of days of snow, and then it goes back to this. And then it goes back to this. <laughs> yeah, it's not so bad. You yeah, hit the golf course at all? I have not. I've been too busy with, with uh, work and everything. I looked the other night. You do? We're, we're in, like... Six days into, vapor, into April, and I've already written like 14 stories. Wow. And there's a, not that much happening. Did like three radio shows and sure. uh, a yeah. bunch of podcasts. And just, Never ends. We're out of season. We're out of season. <laughs> there's right. nothing going on. Yeah, we did our podcast yesterday or the day before. Um, and, you know, the, the crux of it was this is what teams do. They, they crawl in and they start getting you know into their caves and their war room. And we hit, you know, please do <laughs> get in your get in your right. war room and stop making news. Right. And, and as soon as we ended the, the podcast, Sam Darnold was traded to the Panthers. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's fun. I, yeah. I, I talked to some people in the Panthers organization and they were like, you know, that kind of ruined their day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, one of the stories that I, that I ended up having to write yesterday was regarding Steven Nelson and his okay. departure Metal from the situation. Steelers. Yeah. He earlier in the day he had gone on um Sirius XM with, with Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller and on their NFL show and said that uh um he asked for the Steelers for an extension. They said no, we don't we're not interested in doing that right now. Okay. And he, but and he, he signed through next year. He'd have been a free agent. He was signed yeah, he'd have been the free agent after this year. Yeah. He then said that he felt that he had outplayed his contract with the Steelers. Now, mind yeah. you, he was he was on he was going to make eight point two five million in new money this year. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty significant amount of money. I know corners are pricey, and just, you know, yeah. every down starting corners don't grow on trees. I get that. Then he said that, that they never asked him to take a pay cut before releasing him. Well, Stephen, if you're asking them for an extension mm-hmm. and you think that you outplayed your contract. Why in the world would I ask you to take a pay cut to stay? Because you're not going to do that. That's usually not how negotiations go. Not typically. I want the, I want this, right. and it's more money. Well, we'd actually like you to take a pay cut. Well, no, not I think I'm I worth this money. Options. Yeah, right, right. If I'm stuck in this job and that's all I can do, and times are tough, and COVID's hit, you know, that's not how the NFL yeah. works. Though, I mean, he, he's going to get a job somewhere. So later in the day, and I'd written uh, a couple weeks ago uh, in my Insider that um, you know they wanted. Stephen, they wanted Cam Sutton when they signed him mm-hmm. to compete with Stephen Nelson for a starting job on the outside. Okay, um, I mean, they're high on Sutton. They're high on Sutton. They want him to play all the time. And, and you know, he, he was a free agent. He had other offers. Right. He but was. That was their priority. Obviously, that was their priority. Yep. He had other offers to go other places and, and have the potential to start outside. You know, they could have said, "Well, no, we th- we think you're the." You know, we, we're going to give you we're going to give you the slot position because Mike Hilton's gone. Mm-hmm. We think you can handle We've that. We've seen but, you do that and do it well. Yeah, right. but we don't think you can handle playing outside. Well, he, okay. then he'd sign somewhere else. 
Right. So hopes are higher than you're just a because slot guy. Because outside guys make more money uh-huh. in general. I mean, you know, it, um, it, yeah, for it's sure. a higher profile. Though, you're right. on the field 100% of the time. Right. You're an every down player. So the Steelers, uh, I mean, Steven Nelson. And that's not even a knock on Nelson necessarily. Nelson. He played well here. Right. He like Sutton. But he wasn't interested in doing that. Okay, competing. I don't want to compete for yeah. the starting Why, job. If you think you're the – and he told me. His, here's this quote that he told me. He reached out to me later in the evening. Um, he said, why would the highest-paid corner on the team mm-hmm. ride the bench? Now, I never okay. said anything about him riding the bench. I said right, he would compete right, for right. a job. It's not like he would not play. Uh, he said, I've never ran from any competition. It's no knock on Cam, but I'm the best, was the best corner on the team. This is a simply called a cap casualty situation. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because they could have picked Hayden. Right. They could have gone with Joe Hayden. I mean, it, if they desperately needed yeah. the money, and that's the only way they could survive, they could have Who's cut 32, somebody else. Right. Cutting, releasing Joe Hayden would have saved them $7 million against the cap as opposed to $8.25 million against the cap for Stephen Nelson. And an older player. But, and it's an older player. If they had thought that Stephen Nelson was remarkably better He's clearly the one. Yeah, if he's the one, like he thinks he is, then you, know, you right. then you release Joe Hayden because he's thirty-two, mm-hmm. and you're only saving one point two. You're saving, or it's costing you an additional one point two five million. But they could make that up somewhere else. Right, that's not that's that, nothing that, that big a deal. Yeah, right? and they right now they're twelve million out. under the cap. Yeah, they're not up against it like they had been. Right. So interesting. You know, it, I, I mean, I, I think they could have floated three pretty big corner contracts. Right. You know, but they weren't interested in extending him past this year. Well, don't you think in general they don't want a lot of long-term contracts right now? That I'm seems to be. I think I think everybody, and it might be a, a league-wide thing because mm-hmm. everybody. Well, what's the cap going to be in two or three years? Right, and I just think that this team's in a not a crossroads or a rebuild. It's just they want to be very fluid a year. You want to you want to have the flexibility if that cap goes. Let's say it goes up to two hundred thirty million. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you don't want to have two hundred and fifteen million in salaries already tied up, right? And they might sign Dak Prescott, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, and oh, by the him, way, I mean, a guy like that. In the next two years, they're going to, have to sign T.J. Watt, and they're going to have to sign Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be two pretty big deals. Now you can you find a quarterback, and yeah. you got to find a quarterback, right? Right. Um, you know, to to me, uh, I I think they'd be very fluid in the yeah. year from now and in the future. And, and the thing is. You know, you you like Cam Sutton enough that you you, you made him a priority re-signing. Mm-hmm. They signed him on the first day. Oh, that was clearly job one. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, the rest of it, they didn't have to cut Steven Nelson. No. I, I mean, so I get the feeling you think that if Nelson would have been like, okay, I'm open to competition, maybe we can talk contract extension down the road, you think he might still be here. Perhaps, but again, it, from his perspective, I'm I'm twenty. I just turned twenty eight. Mm-hmm. The cap he doesn't is, have a lot of years left. There's, they're, they're not. A, right, yeah, right. they're not in a lot of years left for me in the league. The cap's going to go up next year if I lose this battle to Cam Sutton, and all of a sudden now I'm no, a, I'm a part time. I'm playing a you know sixty percent right. of the snaps. Even mm-hmm. you know even if I come in in the you know in the dime or nickel and dime, and I'm playing outside, and, they, and Sutton moves inside. I'm still a part-time player. Right, right, right. People are going Stock to view dropped. me. Yeah, people are going to view me differently. Right, yeah. yeah, 100% true. And they just, uh, obviously, he might think he's better than Sutton, but the Steelers might disagree because they just gave Sutton money. Yeah. You know, and Sutton's 26. Money. Sutton's 26. And you know, he competes them every day and knows he's good. I'll also say this. Um, the Bills game last year. Okay. The, 
they didn't have Joe Hayden for the game. Right. And okay. so you, in in that game you saw Sutton or you saw uh Nelson lined up a lot on on, uh, Diggs. on Diggs and it didn't work out so well. No. And most and Diggs, does, Diggs, Diggs does that to a lot of people. He does. I meant to say that earlier though. Like to say that you're the best corner on this team I'm not saying he's even wrong. He might have been. And but because they play sides, it's not as obvious. It's not as yeah. distinctive. There wasn't always Minka wasn't always on Hayden's side of the field. You know, they're pretty much asked to do similar things. I do know in the past when they've had somebody travel a little bit, it's been Hayden. It's been Hayden in, yeah. in history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also not saying Nelson was a bad team guy, but you know Hayden's a leader and right. a very strong team guy. Yeah. For I, and I got stuff. I've got nothing but respect for for Stephen Nelson. I thought he played really well. I here. thought he right, played right. well when Good he was addition. here. Yeah, uh, watching him work on his own off the field and and, and on the field, you know, a complete pro. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to sign the guy. Great. Good for oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, you know, he quite frankly came after me last night in, mm. in DMs. And you know we talked it out, and I said, "Look, man, I, I got I, I'm not making stuff up here. Mm -hmm. This is what I heard. Right, right, right. I reported what I heard. It is what that's it is. your job. And yeah. yeah. Um, quick note on that. What was I going to say about him? When it all went down, I thought the Steelers might have gone to him because he has played well and wanted to extend him, and he might have thought I wanted to hit free agency after this year because my last big signing bonus payday." Apparently that's not the way it works. Well, went. again, if he goes to him and says, I, "I'd like to talk about an extension," and yeah. oh, by the way, I think I've outplayed my contract, so I want to raise. He's going to want to raise, right? Yeah. It's similar. I mean, I guess it's the same thought process. Yeah. It's, it's his last chance to get paid. Then, if you're the Steelers, you go, "Well, we were thinking pay cut. You know, we wanted to, mm -hmm. we wanted to, we wanted that or you keep the same or similar numbers, yeah, yeah, in that yeah. neighborhood because we're not going to pay you more than we're paying Joe. Right. But again, uh, they, they the, the yeah. way the Steelers do their their business. Is they get they they know who their number one guy is at every position. Now rookie contracts don't count because that's out of their control, right? But, but when T.J. Watt signs his new deal, he's gonna be the highest paid edge. guy. He's gonna be the highest paid edge guy, probably their highest paid defender. Mm -hmm. There's and not gonna the, be a D lineman making more than yeah, Cam, and they are not then gonna go out and pay somebody in free agency more than what they're paying T.J. Watt, which is what you would have to do to typically to sign yes. a defensive tackle or something like that. That's just not how they work. They were never, you know, when they had Troy Polamalu, he was always going to be the, their highest paid defensive back, regardless. Right, right. I'm trying to think of how this could like affect things in the future. So let's say DeCastro has a really good year. Back to the player we're expecting him to be. And Dotson doesn't work out or gets injured or whatever. O-line's a mess and they have all this money. They're not going to go sign Joe Thune to no. much more money than the no. Castro. And because, it rocks the boat. Yeah, it rocks the boat in the yeah. locker room. You're right, like, right. You, you, if you don't take care of your own guys, mm -hmm. they see that and you go, well, you, you went out and signed this free agent for all this money. I want more money. I want more money. Right. <laughs> you know, I've been here. I've, I've, I know the system. I've been a team player. You know, I took less money in the past to perhaps, you know, I could have gotten on the open market. And now you're going out and signing this guy for more money than you're paying me. Well, I want that money. Yeah, absolutely. And they've earned it, and that yeah. that goes down to generation to generation around here, and that works. I mean, I guess it would be more palatable if you go sign Walter Jones, you know, or right. Trent Willie. I mean, someone that was clearly the best. But on those the guys aren't typically available, and then they're not Steelers yeah. either. Right? <laughs> I mean, the Steelers never go get that guy, so it doesn't even matter. I mean, in general, though, teams can sell that to the room of. 
we went and found a rare player. Right. You know, we're going to give him big money, but Joe Tooney isn't that guy. You yeah, it's, I mean, I right. mean uh, who's the uh, the the guard that Jacksonville signed a couple? Right, of years? like Norwell. Yeah, right. right. You give Andrew Norwell fourteen million dollars a year, and he's an average guard. Right, and it's not like they had a lot of other things. But if the Steelers would have done that, or I don't know, the, the Dallas with Zach Martin or Indy with Quentin Nelson, yeah. they look over and be like. I'm better than him, and you're giving me, you know, I'm still on my original right. deal or whatever. Yeah, it just doesn't jive well. And, and everyone understands the business, but there's also personalities here and feelings and, you know, like we got to coexist. And it, it, it's, the the same, it's the same thing in every market, like any, any job. Mm-hmm. You know, if you and I are doing the same job. Right. And and I find out, well, geez, they're, Matt's getting paid, you know, double double what I'm getting. Sure, I'm not gonna be happy about that. Right, right, right. Like we're doing the same job. Yeah, or you and I have been doing killing it on the drive lately, right? And they go out and they sign two dudes from Kansas City and L.A. to do another radio show, and they're paying, and they're paying five them, times yeah. more. You know, like like that. That's a, hey, yeah, what about <laughs> right, us? You could have right. given us some same of that thing. money. Yeah. Right, right, right. Same with any walk. It, it upsets the apple cart, and that's right, what you right, right. don't want to do. You don't want to sow that kind of Displeasure in your yeah. yeah. It, it, when you got fifty three guys on, and everybody knows what everybody else is making. That's the other part mm-hmm. of this. This isn't like you know a lot of places when you go, uh, when you get a job. One of the things we like here is don't talk about how much you're getting paid. Sure. And that's that's pretty common around you know in, in a regular workforce. Well, in this situation, everybody knows what you're getting paid. Right. I mean, think about all the different walks of life over the years where minorities or women were making a fraction of what, you know, others were making. And they didn't know it. Right. I mean, maybe that came up after drinks, it, it, you know, right. whatever, because the... the and then what happens? Well, why, why am I making I'm doing life? the same job. Right, exactly. And, you know, and the other part of it is, you know, you, you just, again, you can't upset the apple cart in the, in the locker room. This is a situation where you see it all the time with these contracts that are signed. The, the numbers that are put out there aren't the true numbers. No. no oh, he got a, he got $75 million. Well, he's only going to see 40 of that. That doesn't mean $75 million went into his bank account. Right. Or ever will. Or ever will. Or ever will, right. But, but it's all about those those optics. Yes. Because guys are interested in, well, I'm the highest paid offensive lineman in the league. Well, you are right now, and then when you get released in two years, you're not. I mean, I think I mentioned Trent <laughs> Williams. He, he's now the highest paid lineman in the league. By ten thousand dollars, right? He wanted to be number one. He wanted by to be 10, number one dollars, which is like a penny. In the it it, world, it might know? sound childish. It might sound it is. yeah, <laughs> it is. petty. But I, 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 yeah, for you know, at one point I was you know ten years from now, at one point Trent you know, Williams can say I was the highest paid offensive lineman in the league. Yeah, right. Um, back to the corner room though. With all respect to Joe, I think he they want him to be the alpha in that room, and he's earned that. Right. But what if his play drops a little? You know, like. I mean, I don't know if this will be his last year in town or not, but there could do they look to Sutton and think a year from now with no Nelson or Hayden, you're at least the alpha. Maybe you're not our best player. Maybe we drafted a guy who's super exciting or whatever. But there's a, that's a, it's a little bit of a turning point in the corner room right now. Well, here's too. the th- here's the thing, and I actually just wrote a piece uh, for Steelers.com about this, and, and I talked about it last night on, a, on the, another podcast. I see Cam Sutton as the next in line in the Deshae Townsend, William Gay, Cam Sutton mm. lineage. If you look back, you know they drafted these guys in the middle mid sure. rounds. They're all they're all three of them are mid round picks. All three of them started out as slot cornerbacks. They learned 
set in, you're the starter. Yeah. You know, right. Learn the defense, learn how to play safety in the defense. Learn, you know, you're the, you're the dime linebacker. You're the outside. You yeah. know, you can play outside. Teams. Yeah. You're asked to do everything. And then those guys eventually become full-time starters on the outside as well. And long-term Steelers. And long-term Steelers who were there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and each one of those guys. And can teach. And yeah. know, maybe not the most talented guy in the field. They're not the 4-2-40 guy that's 6-1. That's why they probably. were mid-round draft picks. But, right, right, right. But where they are talented is above the neck. Without question. No, that's a good one. Um, there's definitely some recency bias here, but I might take Sutton over those guys. Yeah. I mean, I think it, he might have a little higher ceiling. I, I the think they, was pretty good they, asked their, they asked their corners to do different things now, too. They're point. playing good more point. man than they, you know, DeShay Townsend was a great zone cornerback. Yeah, he fit, the, you know. fit what they wanted. Yeah, good point. No, he's exactly that. Yeah, so, and if you look at it, all three of their careers overlap by a year or two. Townsend right. was here, and, and, and Gay was drafted at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And then the Gay was here, and, and Sutton was drafted – in Gay's final year yeah. here, so there's, those aren't accidents. Yeah. It's the same GM. It's the same, you know. It's the same logic. They realized how valuable Deshay and those guys were. Let's keep that going. We see the same traits in him. We love having him in the building. He's a positive influence. Um, he could play anywhere in the, you know, in that second anywhere, anywhere in the yeah. defense. And we often do this when we do mock drafts. So maybe it's time to get the next one that doesn't play much this year, or maybe it's next year's project. Right. There's another one coming then. Right. There's not going to be three in a row, and then we just forget it. Get that, know? Get that. you know, mid-round corner whose best trait is above the neck. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put, him on the, you put him on the whiteboard, and he can drop exactly what – I'm just going to pick a school. Clemson's defense did on – Sure. You know, here's – well, here's what we did, what we were trying to do when we ran this defense. And he, and he can tell you what every position right. on the field – was supposed to do. Whereas you get some corners. Well, my job is cover this guy. I didn't oh, care yeah. what everybody anybody else was doing. Green or yeah, whatever, right. It's funny because now I'm thinking about what we talked about, how we talked about Sutton when he was drafted. Because I remember talking about he was a a very good punt returner right. early in his career. He went to the Senior Bowl and played a lot of safety that, right. that week because I think they were short on safety. It's not like he was projected to be a safety. Obviously, a lot of special teams background. He was a team captain at, at Tennessee. And I remember Mr. Rooney sat down with us after probably early day two of the draft, back when we were at the facility broadcasting, and hopefully we can get back to doing that. And the first thing he said about that draft class was, and this is when some of the A-B things were going on, and there were some rumblings. He said, we want high-character team captain football guys. Right. He was like the perfect example. Yeah. I mean, that was that's, Watt. And, you know, yeah, yeah, right. That's Cam Sutton in a nutshell. Exactly, you know. exactly. Yeah, it all adds up. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, that's that's what they've trended towards over the years. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, again, maybe not the most flashy guy out there. He's, you know, he's not going to go out and. Sure. He's uh, going to revis it up and play man coverage against right. Jerry Rice and, you know, Dion and Woodson and those you guys. Know, but if that guy's your eighth best defensive starter mm-hmm. and knows where, you know, it gets everybody else lined up and does, the, you know, those kind of things, that's, there's value in that. Yeah. And those corners I mentioned. Patrick Peterson and Ramsey and those guys, they're not there at 24. They're not there right. when Kevin Colbert's usually making his first pick. And this is stereotypical, but a lot of those guys aren't necessarily team first players. That, right. That's an arrogant position. That's a kind of – there's a reason you're on that island. You're worried about yourself. I mean, heck, I, was, I, I helped recruit, recruit Revis to Pitt, and I was always in his corner. But that guy was a mercenary late in his career. I mean, he'd yeah. take whatever the most money Deion was. Deion Sanders, you know, <laughs> right, where, right, right. all Absolutely. those guys. Right. You know, yeah. you see that a lot at that position. Well, I can I can play in any defense because just, right. I'm going to line up and 
cover sure. that dude. Right. I mean, Ramsey caused waves in Jacksonville and traded him to the Rams. But if you've got that kind of guy, you need players like a Sutton. Yes, yes. Who can do, you know, okay, we're going to flip-flop sides here. Yeah. Okay, I know what I'm doing over here. And this guy went in motion. Now who's got him? And right, right, right. No, without question. You know, I always thought that, you know, Artie Burns physically had the talent to play cornerback in the Steelers system. Yeah. But it was the the above-the-neck stuff that was Mm -hmm. the issue. The adjustments. You know, okay. You know, you'd see you'd see a broken coverage, and everybody else was playing zone, and Artie was still playing man, yeah, yeah or vi- right. vice versa, or something like you know he didn't pass somebody off at the right time, or or didn't pick somebody up when they were passed off, and that's where the problems arose. A lot you of have to understand and, yeah. the the you know the concepts. In another scheme, Burns might have worked out a lot better. I thought if they, if he went to a team that played or, nothing, right. the straight man, you got him, you got him. Yeah, he's fine. Had the talent to do so. And that, I remember that off season too. That was the summer, this time of year, all of us were talking about they need to play more man coverage because right. Brady's of the world pick them apart. And, you know, yeah. And they did, and they brought him in, but the defense got good without having to do that. They right. you know, flipped so much. So he was a little bit of a square peg, round hole guy. Yeah. It, it, it happens a lot. And, and I think that above the next stuff, is, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that the most difficult thing to judge with a player? Probably for a corner, too. You know, I mean – this is stereotypical too, but like it's, I don't need my corners to necessarily be super smart. If the scheme dictates, they don't have to be that. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? The Steelers need smart football and, t- and they might be smart off the field and you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Or they need to be smart to recognize, understand how their assignments change on the fly. Cause when I say matchup zones, those are okay. It looks like zone coverage, but it quickly becomes man. Right. You know, like I'm not passing him off to the linebacker on the crosser or the safety or whatever. In this instance, I got to run with him, and right. he's my dude. All of a sudden, he came in my zone. He's not leaving my zone. And the Steelers him. do that, play that a lot, a lot, a, a lot. lot. And that's why you know when when people are grading outside of the yeah, organization zones and stuff, they don't know. They don't know. They no. have no idea because it starts his zone. It starts his man. There's so many different coverages. I mean, I have a hard time with it. I mean, if you if, if you study, um, not not to mention, if one guy makes a mistake, then us as evaluators have no clue what the coverage was. Right, yeah. You assume they're right, and if right. they're not right, they're, like, giving you the wrong answers to the test. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's it, it's all, you know, it goes back to, well, the Steelers can't draft cornerbacks yeah. or defensive backs. Where are they drafting them at? I like your observation, though, of Shea, William Gay, Sutton, Similar pass that could do a lot of stuff, you know, smart. They're Swiss Army knives. Another one. Yeah, yeah Swiss Army knives. And you, I don't know that you can ever have enough of those guys. No, I think you're right. Especially in today's I mean, NFL you'd prefer world. to have seven stars on the back end, but that's right. not realistic. Not get that. Yeah. Right. But yeah, if you've got those Swiss Army knives that can do a little bit of everything and do mm-hmm. you know, do them at a credible enough job to, yeah. you know, that, that, that works too. Yeah, I mean, in today's NFL, defenses are at such an advantage – this goes back to the linebacker conversations. I might rather have a defensive player, especially the back seven, that has fewer weaknesses than one that has great strengths. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're going to pick on your weaknesses. If I've got four guys back there in my, in my two corners and two safeties mm-hmm. who are pretty good across the board, but not right. maybe not great at anything. Which is really Nelson Hayden – yeah, and I can I can have a pretty good defense if those four guys. Yeah, right, right. If right. I've got three guys who are who are who are 
average. Or if I've got one guy who's really below average, yeah. he's going to get – they're, they're going to find him. Right. I mean, that was Bostick. That was Vince Williams. Yeah. You know, they're going to find that. Teams are going to pick on that, and they're going to pick that scab and mm-hmm. just keep picking at it until it bleeds. And I know Terrell Edmonds has been – he's gotten some arrows from Steelers Nation. I don't think he's got the big weakness either. Like No. The fact that he doesn't show up on tape – See, I think one thing that hurts him is he doesn't show up like t- on tape or on TV like Troy did. You think strong safety, he should be making plays. Or he doesn't the make plays. the big plays that Minka does. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't get picked on. He I don't think no. teams scheme all week to we can get guys. Yeah, on we Edmonds could we could take advantage on. of Edmonds here. Right. Or, I don't you know, see that week to week at all. You know, and you I mean, don't see him catches like everybody else, know, but right. missing a bunch of tackles and things of that. No, nature. right, right, right. He's a well-rounded player. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I just thought that was interesting. About the draft, I bet that's what they're going to be after when they add another corner. Yeah, you look in those middle right. rounds for a right. guy that you know can be that kind of player. That kind of player. You know, an inside outside. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's your backup sa- uh, free safety or something like that. Yeah, that, get you out of a game as a safety yeah. or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, if you can find those kind of guys, they have a lot of value mm-hmm. uh, until they eventually, if it happens, become a starter. Yes. And they have a history of at all positions. So I was thinking offensive linemen too. You know, give me guys that can do two or three things if they're not the number one center or right tackle or whatever. You yeah, know? Right. yeah, without question. So, but uh, yeah, um, I just thought it was interesting that that uh, you know that that all came down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here a week afterwards, and I'm a little shocked Nelson doesn't have a job yet. I mean, I'm sure he will. I'm not. Well, he said he said ten to fifteen teams contact his agent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough time of year to get hired. It, it is a tough time, but again, you know, he got cut loose a week into free, like wasn't even a full week into free agency. It's late in the process, but it's not doomsday, you know, past doomsday or anything. Right? Yeah, it's you not know, like right. he got cut after the draft or right something before like the that. draft or right yeah. before. Right, yeah. right. And I'm sure many teams are waiting. Until the draft, before they sign a starter, right? They, they probably have a lot of their starters hooked up. But I mean, he's got good tape. There's good tape there. He's been a solid player. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to maybe what are you asking for? Yeah, you know, are, yeah. You, are you asking for the moon? Because right now nobody has the moon. You know, the money situation around burned. the league is not. You know, I'm not saying the bridge is burned, but I wonder if he calls the Steelers back up and says. Hey, you know, let's do it again. I mean, uh, it seems like that ship is sailed. I think that ship may have, yeah, yeah, might be uh, on its way out the mm-hmm. out the harbor. And they maybe <laughs> just want to replace them with youth, or they're high on Lane, or you know, all those things factor into. We didn't mention Lane. Yeah. So uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You've been listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We want to thank uh, you for doing so. We want to thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air throughout the course of the show. That's going to do it for this segment. We'll be back. With more, don't uh, go away because you can always find plenty of content here on Steelers Nation Radio.